Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. The price you paid for my life God's perfect sacrifice Sufficient for me The blood of God to atone My sin you made your own You have set me free You alone have risen You alone have saved us You alone have rescued us from the grave Glorious you reign now All creation cries out You alone are king You alone Good Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. First part of the show, what we attempt to do is to share with you what our intent is and to explain what victory over sin is. The good folks at the St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho fund us through an advocacy program that funds victory over sin. And what we attempt to do is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to come out of incarceration and to live on parole. We do that in several different ways. One of them is is this radio show, which has actually been going for about three and a half years, believe it or not. Uh, And what we do is talk to people who work with returning citizens, and we talk to people who are politicians, everything to do with people coming out of incarceration. We've had people actually come the first day out of incarceration and come to the radio station. We've actually had people uh, go right back into the prison. They were going in right after the show and talk to us on the radio. Uh, It's a good body of work if you care to go back to the archives of KBXL and look up Victory Over Sin. You'll see all those shows listed and it will enhance your understanding of the Department of Corrections and how those of us who have been incarcerated survive on parole. In addition to that, we actually do have a PowerPoint that in pre-COVID days, we would bring to your church group, to your business group, to your social gathering, essentially, and present a 20-minute PowerPoint. And in that PowerPoint, we talked about all the things that those of us who have been on parole go through, Uh, The great thing about this presentation is that it is led by a returning citizen themselves. So at the end of the PowerPoint, they're there to answer questions about the Department of Corrections and probably things that you don't know about it, i.e. you get to understand it and we hopefully get you involved in the system. So those are some of the things we do and hopefully we're going to get back to doing those PowerPoint presentations real soon as things begin to open up. If you've been listening to my voice for any length of time, you know that we now have an office. uh, We've divided our office up, and our main office is at 3217 West Overland Road, and that's in Boise. That's where we see people on the first day out. Uh, We try to pick people up from prison if they need a ride. We bring them there, set them up with some food a little bit, take them to food stamps, take them to probation and parole, and kind of get them onto their first day upon release. We encourage people to come there their first day out of incarceration. And if you're listening to me out in the desert and you're in prison out there and you say, I don't have a ride, then go to your case manager and have your case manager uh, contact me via email and we'll pick you up and we'll take you through those first couple of days for you. Uh, In addition to that, you probably also remember we've divided our office up. The employment and the addiction and uh, what we call a 72-hour support system is now at the other office on Fairview with the administration of St. Vincent de Paul. So we've kind of made things a little bit easier for those of us who are coming out of incarceration. In addition, today we're going to get to talk about uh, the expanding services in Canyon County. Uh, As we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks, 
Right now, those are offered out of the uh, Canyon County Thrift Store at 3719 Cleveland. Uh, hopefully, very soon, uh, signatures will be in place that we will actually have offices in probation and parole. So cross your fingers, say a prayer for that, because that's looking to be the future as early as in the next uh, 30 days or so. So that's all exciting, and we're going to get back with our guest in a second and talk about all things Canyon County in one minute. The Idaho Justice Project is a new statewide nonpartisan organization to improve Idaho's justice system. Idaho has the third highest rate of people under corrective control in the entire country. Idaho's jails and prison are beyond capacity, but most are there for nonviolent crimes like drug addiction or probation and parole violations. The Idaho Department of Corrections spent over $309 million in 2020. 37% of people released from prison in 2016 reoffended within three years. 62% of Idaho's yearly prison admissions are for a probation or parole violation, the highest rate in the country. The average probation term in Idaho has grown by 109% since 2000. As of June 30th, 2020, there were over 17,000 Idahoans on probation or parole. One out of every 38 adults is on probation in Idaho. For more information on how you can help and get involved with the Idaho Justice Project, go to 3217 West Overland Road, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon, and ask for Mark. Okay, we're back. Uh, we get to talk today with uh, Mr. Wayne Shattuck, and we're going to talk about all things going on in the Canyon County area, which you know we're excited about. Wayne is the vice president of the St. Maximilian Colby Reentry Conference. That's a handful in Canyon County. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you, Mark. I'm really pleased to be here. Yeah, this is kind of fun. Uh, what We've never had anybody from the conference on, and it uh, seems like we've been doing more and more and more. Uh, that fancy name for a reentry conference in Canyon is attempting to do the same work that we've been doing for about eight and a half, maybe nine years in Ada County as a reentry conference. And so we've never had anybody on. So this is kind of fun. Well, it's about time, isn't it? I know, it? man. What's the, I've been dragging. I don't know, man. <laughs> can't, can't quite get everything done that I need to get done. Um, so um, let's talk about you and your background. Where are you from and all that kind of good stuff? Well, I'm an old guy, so that's a long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. So yeah, I grew up on the beach in the southern sunny California, and uh, I didn't grow up with a God connection per se. I did make it to church a few times, um, but as I got older, uh, I moved inland, and I made a new friend and ended up going to church with him, and um, I said a prayer uh, with that friend and a pastor uh, basically said, yeah, God, I don't want to go to hell when I die, so thank you for what Jesus did. And, and, uh, How old were you when you did that? That was in the eighth grade. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then shortly after that, I made another friend, um, and he was, he was a Catholic kid, actually, who uh, had been an altar boy and thought about the priesthood and stuff, but um, he was kind of over that. He wanted to go explore what the world had to offer and uh, when I considered my two options, I decided to go with him. Good deal. How did you get to, uh, I saw the uh, Aptos in terms of college. That's where you ended up going to college, right? Yeah. What was that like? Well, so one of my that, favorite towns. I yeah, that was a long, crazy journey to end up there. But uh, yeah, eventually I, I ended up in Nevada for a couple of years and then moved to Santa Cruz when I was on my way to Alaska. 
And uh, Santa Cruz was such an amazing place, and it was right at the beginning of the summer. I never made it any further than that. But It's a beautiful place, man. Yeah. Uh, and so how did you end up getting to Idaho? Okay, so um, I ended up getting sentenced to recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never spent any time in prison. I should have. I just didn't get caught. Um, but uh, I did finally end up uh, getting sentenced to recovery. So I did a six-month residential drug and alcohol treatment program. Um, Is that in California? That was in California in Santa Cruz. Uh, It was a faith-based program. Uh, I graduated. I became the manager of the SEL next door, and I met my wife, and she was from born and raised in Salinas. So when we Mm. got married, I moved in with her. And after several years, we decided that it was time to do something new and different, and we ended up coming to Idaho. That's fantastic. And you came up here, too. When you first came up, you were, and as I recall, you were working, doing some computer stuff that was a background for you? or Yeah. So I had been an optician for 20 years, and then I got my first computer when I saw the writing on the wall that everyone was going to need computer skills. And so I started going to school for it. And then when I got here, basically, I uh, was semi-retired. I still serve some of my clients in California. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good because I think that's a, that is a skill, I think, that we see coming, people coming out of incarceration that are so – it's in such need. I think the department is really trying to do more of that now, but before they certainly hadn't. And if you're not computer literate, you're really going to be way behind the eight ball. Yep. Yep. Okay. So how did you, how did we run across you in terms of um, the uh, Rancher Conference in Canyon County? Okay. So I had been doing some jail and prison ministry in California, and that was by virtue of my wife and I ended up leading a Celebrate Recovery Christ-centered 12-step program. And I started getting letters from guys in prison through the church and writing to them and meeting them when they got out. And then I ended up eventually doing uh, work inside the jail there as well. So when I got here, I was looking to help other people in my church get plugged into jail and prison ministry. And as you recall, I came and talked to you. That's right. Cindy was on that brought you, right? Cindy, uh, well, no. I, I, th- I thought it was... I can't remember uh, exactly. I thought Cindy brought you into the office, I thought. maybe. I, maybe well, you were what... both there. Right. Anyway... Uh, me and another guy from our church came to find out what was going on in the valley in terms of jail and prison ministry, and you guys like unloaded on us, uh, you know, fire hydrant style. And uh, you happened to mention that that very night was the inaugural inaugural meeting of uh, what was to be the Canyon County Reentry Conference. Yeah, because that was in our old offices over on Orchard, as I recall. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Okay, good. We say what you're finding, guys, if you're listening to us, is that you come in and you start volunteering. We keep people forever, it seems like. Well, that's the funny thing, too, because I wasn't planning to raise my hand for anything. (laughs) I was just on a fact-finding mission. But what happened was I was one of the first ones that they asked to share, you know, why are you here? And so I kind of told them my story. And after that, everybody in that room who shared afterwards, they were focused directly on me. And as they shared their hearts, you know, I'd never really hung around a lot of Catholics before, but right. as all these Catholic brothers and sisters shared their hearts about, uh, about reentry and about prison ministry, I just fell in love with them and I kept coming back. And the next thing you know, they asked me if I wanted to be the VP mm-hmm. and I stupidly raised my hand and here I am. 
Yeah, as a point of reference, too, we should probably um, explain that St. Vincent de Paul's conference, or what they call conferences, uh, generally are attached to parishes as a support for poor in the parish. And what we've done in Idaho, especially in the southwest um, uh, region council, if you will, is to take two conferences and specifically appoint that, that those conferences will not be attached to a parish, but will be made up of volunteers interdenominational, not necessarily Catholic, and will address only the population of people getting out of incarceration. So that's why Wayne and I are not anomalies anymore. I think when we first started, there there weren't. They were dominated by Catholics, but now I think what we find over time is that at least in Ada County, it's probably 70% non-Catholic, and it's kind of going that way over in Canyon, too. So uh, it's a it's a blend of interdenominational, but the heart and the soul of both of those conferences is a love for people coming out of incarceration. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's, I'm always, if anybody's going to get involved in helping and changing um, the lives of people coming out of prison, then I'm behind it. And you tend to meet some really nice people. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because initially, uh, we've lost a couple of people through, unfortunately, through deaths. We've lost some really cool people in yeah. your conference. So it's kind of suffered a few setbacks, but you're hanging in there. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, also, too, what has happened and what's exciting now is that as uh, reentry services, if you will, within our structure of St. Vincent de Paul here in southwest Idaho has developed its own entity, we're working closer and closer with both these conferences. And specifically now, we're going to try to take some of the first day out services and move them over to Canyon County. Uh, as I mentioned in the opening, we're operating right now out of the thrift store in um, Caldwell. And so that's exciting, but um, we're pretty close to signing an MOU with the Department of Corrections where we're going to actually get to go inside to the probation and parole offices and have an office in there. So that's kind of exciting. And you've already got a relationship with those guys, right? Yes, absolutely. So pre-COVID, we were going in there every Tuesday and the counselors there would uh, file the people into a conference room where we would tell them about the St. Vincent de Paul reentry program, hook them up with a clothing voucher, and uh, let them know that they could get a hold of us if they needed any further assistance. Yep, and that's that's the kind of way this has kind of grown. Uh, To be honest with you, the work we do do has been successful. People are benefiting from it. And then, you know, if you do something well enough over time, uh, people find out about it and they want to be a part of it. And it's really was sort of an honor for uh, Corey, Bar- Corey Barrier, to, who's the head of the probation and parole over there, to say, hey, listen, we've got some space here. Why don't we try to work out where you're just based in our place and make it a lot easier? So that's sort of what's happened, and that's where we're headed. Corey is an amazing guy. Yeah, I'm so glad to know him. Yeah, I really, really like him. So um, tell me about one of the things I wouldn't mind talking about, because we've got plenty of time today, it looks like, is to talk about how much your faith uh needs to be an aspect of your success on parole. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and 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 your faith needs to be engaged in a program of recovery. Um that's one of the things I found because I was a I was a backslider. I mean, before I got sentenced to recovery, I'd been a Christian for a long time, but I'd taken many detours and simply going to church and, you know, doing the things that a quote-unquote, good Christian is supposed to do, don't necessarily get you where you need to go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when I got sentenced to recovery and I did a 12-step 12-step program, um, I found that I needed to work on myself, and those steps that you work through actually help you to get better and to stop doing things the way that you've always done them and learn to do things in God's way. Well, and we're on a, we're in a Christian radio station, so it's okay to talk about all that kind of stuff. But and and I do that. But it's it seems to be against the grain still in society. We kind of you know don't talk about that, don't talk about this. But the more you actually admit that that's really what is the driving force and say why I've been sober for 17 years, that's the force. I mean, it's, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ yep. and that's why I'm sober. Uh, we need, as especially as examples to people coming out of incarceration, don't need to necessarily pester people with that thought, but make it known that this is why we are where we are. Right, exactly. I get that question all the time. It's like, why are you picking me up and why are you doing all this stuff? And I will you know, somebody needs to. And uh, number one, it, I get tremendous amount of enjoyment out of it. And I get up in the morning and I'm excited to do it every day. And they see that and they tend to say, you know, why, why is this Wayne guy doing all this stuff? I don't understand that. And so if that sparks the seed, if you will, yeah. for change, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And I think that's, is that what you find over in Canyon in terms of? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I found, uh, you know, ever since I, found recovery and, uh, um, you know, started working a program of recovery. Uh, one of the key tenants that they've known ever since the AA days is that it was the guys that were trying to help somebody else who were able to stay sober. Mm-hmm. And service is one of the foundations of a successful reentry program and a successful recovery program. If somebody's listening to us and they're in Canyon County, uh, we are always looking for people for that uh, conference would you speak bet. to that. You bet. Speak to that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. So, I mean, it was a little intimidating the first time that I got invited to go out as a, we call them a second, mm-hmm. um, to do a home visit. So when people get a hold of the conference through the hotline, um, they get assigned to somebody in the in the conference to... Uh, contact that person and then arrange a time to go visit them uh, where they're living or if that's not possible at a coffee shop or something. And uh, so I I got broken in good with uh, a visit to a uh, trailer park and uh, delivering a stove that we had an electric stove and we had to disconnect some hot wires. This the old stove was hot, was connected directly to the to the feed line with no Mm. switch. Uh, so it was kind of interesting, but uh, um, it's just, it's amazing work. You get so much blessing out of helping other people. And it's, so if you're interested in that, I think the thing to do at least would be to go to um, the thrift store in Caldwell and walk in and see Carrie. Carrie's the manager there and just make some mention that you're interested in that and they will hook you up. I will also tell you that I've been doing it over here in Ada County for about eight years now. And um, I get the list every Friday. And so what Wayne is talking about, it's really uh, a very positive, uh, self-charging, if you will. I get a, it's almost a nice high out of going over and (laughs) meeting with somebody, talking with them and knowing exactly where they've come from within the system and saying, what do you need? Do you need some help with rent? Do you need a bus pass? Do you need uh, a bicycle? Do you need some help with whatever? And to be able to offer that to them is really very powerful. And um, it's a, I always say it's a very inexpensive way to live out your Christianity. 
and to be the person that, you know, God would have us be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of as we get these people involved, what else do we need to do with them as, uh, as they start coming around? Let's say that we've got somebody out there, they're working. The next steps in terms of that are as they come back in. Can we use them uh, back in the system, you think? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I've never been to prison. I've done a couple of short jail visits, but uh, uh, there's no one that has a more compelling story and um, than somebody that's actually done the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can always use people like that in the conference. They're going to be, um, you know, even better at this than someone like myself. Well, I think, too, what I see a lot of times for people coming out and they'll say, uh, this is what I want to do. I want to do this, this, and this. And as soon as this happens, I'll do this. And this is a way to make that transition, if you will. Come in and help us in Ada County or come help us in Canyon County and come in and see this amazing group of people who go out and help people, support people, and then learn exactly what this is all about. It will enhance your efforts for what you want to do. And if you have this tendency to get involved this way, this is a great training ground. You meet tremendously wonderful people, uh, people who are have this peace in their heart that you'll is engaging and is contagious, if you will. And then you'll be able to go on and pass that on and it'll be a good kind of stepping stone for you, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got those openings. Make sure you kind of do that. I think, what do you think uh, from your interactions with uh, District 3, do you think they, uh, the Department of Corrections appreciates the work we do? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've I've never seen anything seen anything like that, um, where they have opened their uh, arms wide to the faith community and they see the impact that it's having. Um, so yeah, it's it's just amazing. I love going into that place. All the all the parole officers and Corey, the guy that's leading the place. I mean, they're just they're fantastic people, and they're they want to help people succeed. They're not looking to violate somebody on their parole. They they really are genuinely wanting to help people. And I think too, if you've, again, if you've been listening to me for a period of time, you know that a lot of these things have grown and we've made some tremendous inst- inst- strides in terms of the relationship with the Department of Corrections. And, and now we have to factor in how GEO is gonna come in, in play in terms of support for people coming out of incarceration. And uh, again, I'm, when I'm asking you to come in and volunteer, understand that we need that voice because if GEO is a force helping people and IDOC is a force helping people, St. Vincent de Paul can come along as that third leg in the stool, if you will, and make sure that everything is uh, representative of a complete person that we're trying to build. We can offer things that GEO can't and that IDOC can't, and that's very powerful. So that's what I would encourage people to do. Do you agree with that? I would. Absolutely. Yep. And I think uh, the more we do that, the better things are going to be for those of you who are about to get out. We're making things, hopefully making things a little bit better for you. We're looking forward to a a very positive year in the fall with this expansion. And there's some exciting things on the the horizon for us. There are. Especially in Canyon County, too. Uh, We've been um, under the gun to kind of make this work. And we've got a staff person now. And I understand as of this afternoon, we probably have another volunteer who's going to be able to help offer that work in that office. And we've got a recovery coach that's going to be over there now. And I'm going to be spending some more time over there. So uh, make sure you stop by. Anything else you want to leave people with in terms of your, give us some Canyon County insights. Um, It's just a wonderful group of people. And if you decide to give it a try and, 
and uh, you come to one meeting, I predict that it will be similar to my experience. You'll keep coming back. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's, it's you got to be brave and go to that first meeting. Some it's kind of like uh, going to uh, one of those twelve-step meetings for the first time. But once you come in there, this is a lot warmer. It's, it feels like family, and they'll take you in and kind of make sure that things work for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Wayne, thank you for coming over, and we'll have to keep doing this as uh, Canyon kind of grows and expands and expands and uh, becomes credible. Um, it's going to be exciting. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. And anytime you want to have me back on the show. Yeah, see, this wasn't that bad, was it? No. Okay. We thank you. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity. Have been broken by grace so free. When he poured out his cleansing blood, motivated by his great love. Give me faith, I need to rise above And sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again I've got victory over sin Okay, if you need information about Canyon County or about reentry or about anything you want to get involved with, uh, I'm really pretty easy to reach. You can reach me at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send me an email. It's systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram at Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208-477-1006. Look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.